Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is that you? A short delay between question and answer. Yes, yes. Where are you? Lost. And your lamp? Out. But the guiding stream is lost. Keep your courage, Harry. We will do our best. One moment, my uncle, I cried. I have no longer strength to answer your questions, but for heaven's sake, do you continue to speak to me absolute silence i felt would be annihilation keep up your courage said my uncle as you are so weak do not speak we have been searching for you in all directions but by going upwards and downwards in the gallery my dear boy I had begun to give over all hope, and you can never know what bitter tears of sorrow and regret I have shed. At last, supposing you to be still on the road beside Hansbach, we again descended, firing off guns as signals. Now, however, we have found you, and that our voices reach each other. It may be a long time before we actually meet. We are conversing by means of some extraordinary acoustic arrangement of the labyrinth. But do not despair, my dear boy. It is something gained even to hear each other. While he was speaking, my brain was at work reflecting a certain undefined hope, vague and shapeless, as yet made my heart beat wildly. In the first place, it was absolutely necessary for me to know one thing. I once more, therefore, leaned my head against the wall, which I almost touched with my lips and again spoke uncle my boy was his answer after a few moments is it the utmost consequence that we should know how far we are asunder that is not difficult you have your chronometer at hand i asked 
certainly well take it into your hand pronounce my name noting exactly the second at which you speak i will reply as soon as i hear your words and you will then note exactly the moment at which my reply reaches you very good and the meantime between my question and your answer will be the time occupied by my voice in reaching you that is exactly what i mean uncle was my eager reply are you ready yes well make ready i am about to pronounce your name said the professor i applied my ear close to the sides of the cavernous gallery and as soon as the word harry reached my ear i turned round and placing my lips to the wall repeated the sound forty seconds said my uncle there has elapsed forty seconds between the two words the sound therefore takes twenty seconds to ascend now allowing a thousand and twenty feet for every second we have twenty thousand four hundred feet a league and a half and one-eighth these words fell on my soul like a kind of death knell a league and a half i muttered in a low and despairing voice it shall be got over my boy cried my uncle in a cheery tone depend on us but do you know whether to ascend or descend i asked faintly enough we have to descend and i will tell you why you have reached a vast open space a kind of bare crossroad from which galleries diverge in every direction that in which you are now lying must necessarily bring you to this point for it appears that all these mighty fissures these fractures of the globe's interior radiate from the vast cavern which we at this moment occupy rouse yourself then have courage and continue your route walk if you can if not drag yourself along slide if nothing else is possible the slope must be rather rapid and you will find strong arms to receive you at the end of your journey make a start like a good fellow these words served to rouse some kind of courage in my sinking frame farewell for the present good uncle i am about to take my departure as soon as i start our voices will cease to commingle farewell then until we meet again adieu harry until we say welcome sure were the last words which reached my anxious ears 
before I commenced my weary and almost hopeless journey. This wonderful and surprising conversation, which took place through the vast mass of the earth's labyrinth, these words exchanged, the speakers being about five miles apart, ended with hopeful and pleasant expressions. I breathed one more prayer to heaven. I sent up words of thanksgiving, believing in my inmost heart that he had led me to the only place where the voices of my friends could reach my ears. This apparently astounding acoustic mystery is easily explainable by simple natural laws. It aroused from the conductibility of the rock. There are many instances of this singular propagation of sound, which are not perceptible in its less mediate positions. In the interior gallery of St. Paul's, and amid the curious caverns in Sicily, these phenomena are observable. The most marvelous of them all is known as the ear of Dionysus. These memories of the past of my early reading and studies came fresh to my thoughts. Moreover, I began to reason that if my uncle and I could communicate at such great a distance, no serious obstacle could exist between us. All I had to do was to follow the direction whence the sound had reached me, and, logically putting it, I must reach him if my strength did not fail. I accordingly rose to my feet. I soon found, however, that I could not walk, that I must drag myself along. The slope, as I expected, was very rapid, but I allowed myself to slip down. Soon the rapidity of the descent began to assume frightful proportions and menaced a fearful fall. I clutched at the sides. I grasped at projections of rocks. I threw myself backwards all in vain. My weakness was so great I could do nothing to save myself. Suddenly earth failed me. I was first launched into a dark and gloomy void. I then struck against the projecting asperities of a vertical gallery, a perfect well. My head bounded against a pointed rock, and I lost all knowledge of existence. As far as I was concerned, death had claimed me for his own. End of chapter 25 Reading by Simon Wainwright